Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my girlfriend, Carol. Uh, Hey, what's up? Are you a robot? What the fuck is happening right now? How are you doing, Carol? Yes, I am a robot. What is wrong with you? It is July 20th, 1996. No. Nope. And we are here to tell you I'm not. I'm not doing it. I am going to predict your future, Carol. I am a... I am a super advanced robot from the year 2004. Hello. Hi. What? Why? What? Oh my goodness. Um. What? Let's see. Nothing that we're going to talk about today has anything to do with robots. Okay. Except for your weird ass behavior. Uh huh. About that. Okay. What? Dynamite drop in there. That's why they pay you the big bucks, Carol. You mean the no bucks? Right. I pay you money for this. No, you don't. What are you talking about? You get to watch cable. That's not money. It's worth something. <laughs> okay. You know what's worth something, too? What? If we find some answers about TWA Flight 800. What about it? It exploded. When? You didn't see this story? <laughs> no. I don't know. A couple days ago, the flights crashed. Explosion. That's sad. Ridiculousness. Did anybody live? No. No, no, no survivors. An area doctor and students were on the plane. That's very sad. Yeah. It's a great way to start the show. See, I try to bring some levity with the whole doctor or the whole doctor, the whole robot bit. And you're like, no, no, we're not going to do this. Talk about death. Death, destruction, and mayhem. The explosion of TWA Flight 800 cut short the lives of a gross point shores doctor and his wife headed for a 25th anniversary in Paris. Aww. And of an Independence Township woman who was off to visit a friend, also a Michigan State University graduate student, and her mother apparently boarded the flight. They don't know. Tracy Hammer and her mother, Beverly Hammer, of Long Island, New York, boarded at Kennedy Airport, family friend Hunter Price said late Wednesday. We're still in shock. I think I could be a uh, a news reader? Um, yeah, actually I do. Oh, okay. Well, I think that would be a good career. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're searching for the cause of the explosion. We don't know. Uh, the State Department contradicts NBC News's report that the group claiming responsibility for a November bombing in Saudi Arabia had warned it would bomb another U.S. target at the time the jetliner exploded. So Uh-oh. the State Department says, nope, not them. Counselors at airports in New York, Paris, and Rome try to console relatives. At the Olympics, where security has already been tightened, sadness and worry spread among the participants. That's awful. Yeah, 
President Bill Clinton urged Americans not to assume the crash of the Paris bomb flight was the work of terrorists. Officials acknowledged there had been calls claiming responsibility for the crash, but said none of them have been credible. So we don't know. Wow. Could be terrorists. Normally when they they hijack planes, though, they don't bomb them or anything like that. I mean, they, they've done it before Lockerbie and stuff like that. It's happened a couple times before, but usually they're like... They don't take this plane to Cuba. Well, I mean, I don't think they they hijacked it. I think they no, obviously, blew it up. obviously they didn't hijack it. Well, no. Here's the thing, though. You're saying they blew it up. Now that doesn't mean that it doesn't mean the terrorists blew it up. I know it doesn't mean that for sure, but I'm saying that that doesn't mean that there's any terrorists on the fucking plane that you know they could have. No, yeah, but, but no. What I'm saying is. What I'm saying is I find it less believable that the plane, that it was the work of terrorists because terrorists normally don't destroy planes. They, you know, ransom the people for money and stuff. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, so I'm saying I think it's more likely that it was some weird mechanical failure or something that caused an explosion. Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder if they'll ever be able to tell. Maybe they shouldn't have put all that C4 inside the engine before it's caught. Ha ha ha. It's awful. Mm. I'm, I'm. I will tell you what uh. happens to Flight 800. In 2004, we know. Okay. In 2004, will we be married? Yes. <laughs> you say that's so creepy sounding. It's- Yes. And the United States will form a partnership with Brazil. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, come on down. Atlanta isn't a sellout just yet. So the Atlanta Olympics, Carol. You want to go down to see the Atlanta Olympics? Atlanta Olympics? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about the Atlanta Olympics. Oh, you're th- you're gonna thoroughly rinse me because <laughs> I do it every time that you uh, mess up some of the words. But uh, no, I the don't Olympics actually. In Atlanta, you don't. You're not interested in the 1996 Summer Olympics. Uh, no. It's the Centennial Olympics. Did you know that? That's cool. I mean, I'll watch it on TV, yeah, but that's way too many people. Damn right, we're going to watch it on TV. Here's news to warm the heart of every commuter. Parking vultures in downtown Atlanta who had raised the rates of their lots to as much as $50 a day. Ooh. That's extortion. Are scaling back drastically as suburbanites stay away in droves. Many commuters who normally drive downtown are parking in suburban lots and paying as much as $25 a day. Then riding the rapid transit system, uh, trains and buses. But anyway, so, yeah, cost, it, uh, cost of it? Parking is costly at the Olympics right now. And they're not sold out yet. So if anybody wants to head down to Hotlanta and and get in on some of the, uh, the Olympic frivolity, fun and games. If you were going to compete in the Olympics, what sport would you choose? Oh, interesting. Uh, so I'd be, would, am I good? Like, I'm good enough to make the Olympics, right? Well, here's the thing. Am I a medal hopeful in this sure. scenario? Okay. 
So I have a chance to win a medal. Uh, then I would say, here's the thing. There's a couple, there's a couple possible answers from a purely money standpoint. I would say basketball because, uh, the professional basketball players going down there. If I was good enough to be on the, the U S Olympic basketball team, that would mean I would be one of the best basketball players in the world, meaning I would make a ton of money. So I think from like a, you know looking for a looking for a a purely correct answer that's the most correct answer I can come up with but if I was if I was taking the question in the spirit that you intended it I think I would say uh I think I would say swimming. Hmm that's interesting cuz you like water so much. I do and I think it would be cool to have that skill, and you burn a ton of calories. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would doing swimming, but I yeah, I think uh, I think I would say swimming because I, I like it, and I think there's there's lots there's lots of different kinds of events that you can do, different races, different uh, different swimming strokes. What about you? Summer Olympics, Atlanta. Ooh, what are you doing? I almost said figure skating, but that's a Winter Olympics. That sport. is a Winter Olympics. Although that's a good answer. If that's your overall answer, I'm, you know, I, I respect that. It's my overall Olympics answer, yes. Mm-hmm. What about the summer, though? Uh, I don't know. Swimming, too, because I like water also. Well, you know what the... You, know, you look good in a bathing suit, too. You know <laughs> what the the equivalent kind of... I mean, not really, but sort of, of figure skating is for the summer Olympics is uh, the gymnastic stuff, like floor exercise yeah. or the pommel horse. Fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. It could be another Mary Lou Retton. <laughs> I think I'd stick with the uh, swimming, though. All right. Yeah. Well, I would stick with seeing you in a bathing suit. Well, there we go. Uh, so anyway, that's that's all the news. Not a, lot of, not a lot of news going on right now, but the Olympics, you know, they're. I'm looking forward to start watching the Olympics. We'll probably watch a couple of events. I doubt we'll talk about it much because it's more of a sports thing. And, you know, God forbid. I hate sports. God forbid we talk about sports. Correct. God forbids it, so God, don't do it. God forbid we talk about sports or politics. We got a little, we got a little love note from somebody <laughs> about uh, yeah, we did talking about sports and politics, and 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 they said some mean things. Yeah, whatever. Because they're dicks. Yeah, some people. No, you think you think uh, you think sexy Mike's a dick? I do. <laughs> And I think he doesn't have one. Ooh, wow. That reminds me of that uh, line from Ghostbusters. It's true, Your Honor. This man has no dick. That's a line from Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's like the... Someone calls that Walter Peck character, the, mm-hmm. the EPA guy. Someone says like he's a dickless wonder or whatever, and he's like, uh, it's true. You know, this man has no dick or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, Bill Murray says that. The whole movie is a vehicle for Bill Murray to say funny things. Right. I love that movie, though. It's a great movie. Um, Better than the movie we saw. Oh, my God. No, before we talk about the movie, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, that's not a, it's not a pure transition. I'm just mentioning it. Because we actually watched a television show this week, too. Yes. And I know what you're thinking. It's the summer. How can you watch a television show? Oh, you watched a rerun of Star Trek? Oh, you watched a rerun of Seinfeld? No, we didn't. (laughs) We watched 
the real world, Miami. That's right. Inspired by the Albert Brooks film, Real Life. No. It's the real world, Miami. No. If I, you've never seen that movie, have you? No. Albert Brooks, brilliant comedian and auteur and filmmaker, uh, made a movie called Real Life with Charles Grodin and some other people. Uh, it was basically the premise was they took a, a modern American family, they put cameras all over their homes, and they were filming their actual life. But the filming, of course, disrupts their real life. Right, as and, it would. And makes it into something artificial, which, I don't know, it's a really good movie. It's it's funny, but it's also very smart. I like that movie. It like, sounds kind of good. I like Albert Brooks. I wouldn't mind seeing that. wish I could do his voice. He has a very distinct Jewish voice, and I can't do it. But it is similar, I guess, then to the premise of this, except these are not people in their real lives. These are people removed from their real lives and put into a house together. Yeah. But it is real life. It, it's real people. It's not actors. They're trying to get... They. I think they put them in situations where it's like we want to see... It's almost like an experiment. Yeah. Well, know? and like they have an assignment, like they have to start a business or something. Yeah, we, we haven't seen what that is. We yet, don't know what their business is. I think in New York it was it was selling selling dogs on the street. Oh my god! We're gonna sell some dogs. No, no, <laughs> hot dogs. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I got a pomeranian over here. That's Gabagoo. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah. But um, there's seven people mm-hmm. picked I to live in a house. Did not write their names down. So, oh no, there was Mike Joey. Yeah, you're better with the names. One was named Joey because uh, the 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 Hispanic woman was all like, "Joey's the only normal one." Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And uh, there's one black girl and one uh, Cuban girl. I think she said her parents are from yeah, Cuba. Her parents are Cuban, but she was born in Miami. Yeah, so she's all American, kind of. And then two white girls. Yeah, and three white guys. Three white guys, two white girls. One of them, I think, is gay, though. I think so. So, I mean, they're trying to get a little diversity in there, Somebody, well, they always do. They always, you know, they always mix up the cast. I think it's weird, though, if the one dude is gay, that they're making him share a bedroom with two other dudes. It is funny. Like, that seems inappropriate. Well, whatever. Meh. I mean, do you think he's really going to No, I don't think he's going to do anything, but... Like, I wouldn't want to share a room with a guy because they might look at me, and it would be the same situation yeah, for them. I guess that's true. So. But they've all, what do they, well, I guess he could share with one of the girls. Yeah. I Except guess. she might look at him. Yeah, but he's gay, so it's like, is that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Let's all just look at each other. <laughs> can we get into a point in this in this world where we can all look at each other? I had a uh, bisexual roommate. Uh, briefly. Oh, yeah? Who uh, liked my boobs. She kept talking about my boobs. That was a little uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. That would be uncomfortable, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it's hard to blame her, but... Aw. They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of this episode? Um, Honestly, I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen. I think they have a good uh, group of people. Yeah, they seem. They all seem. They they all seem like they're pretty cool, but like they could also get in each other's nerves. Oh, for sure. Just kind of what you want, you know. Yeah. Um. So far, I think my favorite character though is the girl who is a 
comic editor. Yeah, I, I liked her too. And she's 25 and... Looks like she's 16. Yeah. And she's like a skater girl. Yeah. She would go to Van's Warped Tour. <laughs> but she she was... I like her because she's wacky and goofy, but she's also somewhat responsible. Like when the police come to break up her party and everything because they're making too much noise, you know, the cops like, do you want to take responsibility for this? And she's like, I think I took responsibility for the last one. Well, I mean, like, why is why would you look at that and say, oh, that's responsible? It's her house. But no, I mean, she was just, she seemed like she was the one to, like, step up and, like, and she was, like, almost, like, running a business or whatever, you know, with the comic book stuff. Yeah. So, she just, she seemed like she had these two sides where she was, like, in control of things and responsible, but also, like, you know, wacky and silly and a kid. She's getting evicted because this is the second party the police were called to. <clears throat> I wouldn't use responsible to describe her. But All right. she's interesting. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, she might be professional. She might, like, have a responsible work life, I guess. So maybe she'll be good for their business? Yeah, maybe. But it seems like her personal life is a train wreck. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What about Joey's personal life with his giant girlfriends? Yeah, she was She was very tall. Much taller than he was. I don't know if he's just super short or if she's really tall or if it's a combination of like he's somewhat short and she's somewhat tall. They look weird until they're laying on top of each other. Yeah, which happened a lot before they left. <laughs> and she also looks older than him. A so little. it looked like it was mom taking care of a little, you know, boy or whatever. Ew. No, yeah. it didn't it because, was, uh, ew. It was not good. I mean, they don't it, look great I, together. It no. looked like he, he's got a mom fetish. That's what ew, I, that's ew, what ew, I ew. think. Um, and the, so that's Joey. And then there's the dude who looks like a Ken doll. Yeah. And then there's Your the favorite. really... Uh, like hyper dude. Yeah, who's your favorite guy? Who's the best looking guy? I don't guy? have a favorite yet. Who's the best looking? Oh. None of none of them were very good looking. I think the Kendall one is the one that picked up the the woman in Miami. Yeah. And he was like, I picked her up in Fort Lauderdale and then on the screen it says it was Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wrote it in it was Miami. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe him because he's like that all American cute, but yeah. I'm not attracted to that. Like, neither one of those, none of those guys are attractive to me. You don't think I'm all American cute? No. What am I? I don't know. Adorable. Oh, wow. That's what I, every, I don't know how to describe That's what it. every guy wants to hear that they're no, adorable. You got, you got dimples and. <laughs> and, like awesome eyes and the muscles and i mean i guess maybe you are all american cute but i, I like it i don't have an all but american, only on you i don't have an all american cute personality though right <laughs> you're making me blush oh jesus yeah, see the football star wouldn't do that <laughs> uh so what's your what are you looking forward to the most you think with this i mean there's not a ton to talk about about it right now because it, it is so early. Right. They're, I guess the, the first little the first little hiccup that they had was uh, people got there and they started choosing bedrooms. And the Cuban girl was like, no. 
No, you did not. No, we're not picking bedrooms till everyone's here. I think that's crazy. And if she had tried to pull that shit with me, we would have had a fight. Yeah. Because if I picked my room and my spot, I'm not moving. That Russian girl seemed pissed. And she was even saying to her family that uh, all her Russian friends uh, gave her two weeks till she murdered one of them. (laughs) Yeah, she seems scary. She seems not fun. Like all Russians. Dospidania. Yeah, you said two white women, but it's really a a Russian woman and a Russian American and then a a white woman. Yeah, I was going to say the Russians are white. They're from Europe. Well, yeah, yeah, and but Euro, whatever. Trash. Hey, it's not <laughs> nice. No, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people in Russia. A lot of good people in Russia. I'm sure. I'm sure there are. There are friends now. For now, it's hard, you know, because you grow up hating all Russians and everything Russian. I did not even the color red. That's so incorrect. What are you talking about? No, it's not. It's to- it might not have been your experience, but it's not so incorrect. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I didn't grow up hating Russia or Russians. I didn't really grow up hating Russia or Russians either, but I knew they were our enemies. Every television show told me they were our enemies. Everything told me they were our enemies. Interesting. <clears throat> you don't. You don't have that. Like, I don't understand. No. I don't. I don't. And how clueless you were during the eighties! I was not that old through the through the entirety. Well, you were old enough through the entirety of the eighties. I mean, what what are you right now? Sixteen? You're older than that. So obviously, you were old enough in the eighties, or maybe you're younger than that. I don't know. Moving on, <clears throat> we saw a really shitty movie. What the? F- Oh, you're not done with real No, I want to talk about Russia. I don't want to. Uh, So you gave your favorite character so far. And I gave... Well, I didn't give my favorite character. Oh, and which girl you think is the hottest? There's a question. Probably the Cuban one. Yeah, I agree. And uh, my favorite character is probably the same one as you right now. What's her name? Generic white lady. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to anybody's name. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't. There, there was. They, we met them briefly. We met them briefly. Then they met each other, and then they, you know, they went into the pool and then walked through a house, soaking wet, getting yeah. water everywhere. They acted like that was okay. They jumped in a pool with their clothes on. It's yeah, weird because the cameras were there. It's fun. I mean, I would do it. But you I'd do it also without any clothes on. Well, I know I I did it though in um pool class the last day we all jumped in with our clothes on. It was fun. Nice. But yeah, doing it where you live sounds stupid. Yeah. Well, there were cameras there though. So I guess I get it. Yeah. Although eventually they're going to have to ignore the fact that those cameras are there. Yeah, eventually. Uh but speaking of ignoring cameras, Maybe the actors of this movie ignored the fact that they were being filmed. It was terrible. You, We watched The Frighteners. You know, I like Michael J. Fox a do lot. You? Yeah, I do too. And I'm disappointed that he acted in this movie. Okay, so Carol absolutely hates this movie, as it's you can tell. the worst horror movie I've ever seen. It's not really a horror movie, though. It's the worst horror comedy I've ever seen. 
Okay, is it the best romance you've ever seen? Oh my god, no, <laughs> not at all. The romance is the one of the stupidest parts. No, I know. So, I I have many things to say about this movie. I have lots of thoughts. Say them, share okay. them. What should I do? Should I should I should I make the compliment sandwich? No. Should I start what? <laughs> Okay, just I guess just shut shut everything down then. <laughs> no compliments. <laughs> no, I have good things to say about All this right. movie. Go ahead. Should I make the compliment sandwich? Should I start with a compliment, then go through all the stuff I don't like, and then end with a compliment? Yes. All right. Go for it. I thought, so this movie is directed by a guy named Peter Jackson, who is not, like most of you probably don't know who that is. But he made some low-budget comedy horror movies in New Zealand. I think he's from New Zealand. And uh, he made, a couple of years ago, he made this movie called Heavenly Creatures with uh, um, a couple actresses. And it got some buzz at the, some of the award shows and stuff like that. It's kind of like underground indie type thing. Uh, this is his first, I, I think, basically, this is his first, like, kind of, you know, like, wide-release American movie. Um, and I like a lot of the direction. Really? I think, yeah, I think a lot of the direction is interesting. A lot of the cinematography, I think, is interesting. Uh, I liked the, I liked the color palette of this movie. This movie had a very, uh, like, kind of, colder color palette than a lot of movies it was not warm no no it's it's not a warm movie it was more washed out uh, not washed out necessarily but more blues like heavily heavy emphasis on you know that kind of like a cold color palette and and i liked that i thought it fit with the tone of the movie i thought it gave it a bit of a unique look sometimes when they're outside you know they're using natural light so it's you know it it, it contrasted a little bit but all the interiors and everything, it's all a very, like, chilly color palette, which I yeah. think works with this movie. Well, I mean, the sets themselves were pretty drab and <clears throat> dark, most of them. Like, yeah. You know, basically the inside of a haunted house and then a the inside of an uh, abandoned should-be-condemned house. Yeah, I, and I think that's I think that's part of the aesthetic as well. I, I, liked, the, I liked a lot of the cinematography in the movie. And I liked a lot of the camera work in the movie. I liked, you know, there there was there were many times where you're in, you know, you're in a room. It starts to go Dutch angle on you. Uh, the camera's moving a lot. There's this one part where they're at a restaurant and uh, he's running out and everything, and the camera's following the whole time. It's like a great dolly shot, like going going around. There's a couple really nice crane shots in uh, in the movie. There's a lot of the camera is very active in this movie, and there are times when, when it makes sense, where things get real claustrophobic, where the camera like really closes in on somebody or a group of people. You've got three people in frame, but it's it's rack focus in frame, so it's it's a really claustrophobic feeling. And I I think that this Peter Jackson really understands how to use the camera. To, to elicit the kind of emotions that he's looking for. Okay. But 
wasn't it a bit, I don't know, distracting from all of that? How terrible the story and the acting and the CGI and everything about it was? Well, I you, mean, you have- how can you appreciate cinematography <clears throat> when it's a flaming pile of shit? You have to take, you have to take these things, uh, you know, bit by bit. You have to take them piece by piece. You have to break the movie down into its pieces and, and analyze them. And there are some pieces that work. There are some. I know you hated this movie, but there are some pieces of this movie that work. That girl, the love interest girl. Before we get into that, I got one more compliment of my compliment sandwich. The the top layer of my compliment oh sandwich. Oh my! Uh, related to what you were talking about, the the CGI. So there's there's some parts where like he's flying through the air and stuff like that. That's really bad. Some of the ghost effects, though, are pretty good. Rick Baker worked on some of these things. He's a legendary, like, you know, gremlins, all that stuff. Um, And I thought some of the... Like, I liked a couple of the transitions. They go from... She's she's, uh, visiting... She's a doctor, and she's visiting that uh, woman that got released from prison as part of the murder plot that's at the... Heart of this movie, and she's living with her mom. And as she as she pulls away, it goes to like it transitions from that to a newspaper of the killings, and then they do the little like exposition based on VHS rental mm-hmm. uh, thing, which I thought was super interesting. Okay, and there's a couple transitions like that where it goes from that, or it goes from like black and white all of a sudden because we're looking at you know something else that I thought, oh, that's a really good transition. That's a really good effect. There's a lot of good in-camera effects in this, too. I guess I agree with that. Okay. So the love interest. Go ahead. She looked like Andy McDowell? Is that a her name? A little bit, yeah. She looked a little like Andy McDowell, yes. Like, to the point that it was confusing and distracting to me, but okay. You just kept thinking Andy McDowell? Yeah, but no. Well, how dare that actress look like another actress? <laughs> but, and like, okay. They're supposed to, like, she just got widowed. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And she had a husband. She says, oh, the marriage wasn't that great. I mean, they really shit on this, uh, this husband, uh, after the fact, because, you know, they want, they want to free her up for it being okay for her to like Michael J. Fox. Then don't have the husband in the first damn place. I agree. I mean, and they really throw him away like a pile of garbage. Yeah. And like, they act like he's some terrible person. Because he's upset because Michael J. Fox's character ran into his fence. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't be upset about that? Yeah, you're a dick. Yeah. You You were looking for your business card and you almost got into a car accident. After we find out you got in a car accident before and killed your wife. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? But yeah, so they're like pushing them together when it doesn't really seem appropriate because her husband just died. Yeah. And, and they don't have anything in common. There's and no. There's no. Chem- yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go, go, go. Wow, no, you go. No, no, you no, go no, ahead. No, 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 Jesus. No, 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 no. You go ahead. No. I'm walking away. You go ahead. They have. I'm interrupting you. They have no chemistry at all. And like. It doesn't make any sense. Like, at the end of the movie, they're supposed to be so tight. And it's like, they just met. They just met, like, what, a day ago? Two days ago? At one point in the movie, 
She's like, you couldn't have killed anyone. And Michael J. Fox says, how do you know? You don't even know me. And it's like, correct. You're right. (laughs) This makes no sense. The fact that she likes him and trusts him so much makes no sense. The fact that he likes her. I don't I don't get it at all. Their their romance is not in any way earned. No. It is beyond underwritten. It's It's awful. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, I feel sorry for her husband. I kind of do too because okay, so this dude likes to take care of his lawn. He gets uh, a fucking asshole runs into his shit, purposely breaks one of his gnomes. Mm-hmm. And walks away. Uh, then later, this con man that crashed into his fence uh, creates a haunting situation in his house. By sending his ghost friends, by the way, because that's, you know, normal and cool and a good plot point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that scares them. They call him. Uh, he comes over and the husband rightly points out that he's fucking conning them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how... It doesn't make any sense that he knows this, but somehow he knows this. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, but... He's seen poltergeist activity, and he's just like, mm, this is bullshit. It, I mean, if, if you had any understanding of how the spirit world worked, it would make sense. Then he gets killed by Jake Busey, mm-hmm. which, I mean, everyone sees coming... And goddamn, does Gary Busey's kid look like a serial killer? <laughs> he looks like a psychopath. He does. But uh, anyway, so he, then he gets killed by Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. And then once he's a ghost and he's bummed out, his wife's talking shit about him and stuff like yeah, that. He's watching her basically on a date with this guy who fucked up his lawn. He walks she walks into this house that he sees is an evil house he goes in there to protect her right gets uh eviscerated by this fucking ghost killer and then like his body lands on the hood of her car she can't see it because he's a ghost but her body his body lands on the hood of her car and that's it he's done yeah that's the end of his character we don't get we don't even get to see him in heaven like the other ghosts that were killed (laughs) He's just fucking gone. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He went to hell. All all he did wrong was have an attitude with a guy who deserved an attitude. Did Peter Jackson have a grudge against this actor? That's what I want to know. Apparently. I mean, ugh. Yeah. I, I don't... I That character and that plot point I didn't understand. The romance stuff I didn't understand. All of that was, you know, not good. And, like... His ghost friends, they look similar to the ghosts in the movie Ghostbusters, but they're not scary. What are you talking about? What do you mean? They look similar to the ghosts in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like Slimer? No, not like Slimer, but like the actual ghosts, like who were just like kind of glowing, you know, like that's how oh, they, I know what you're how about. they represent them in this movie, which, you know, fine, whatever. I mean, that's whatever. But I lost what I was going to say. But they're not scary, you said. Yeah. Well, okay, that's um, another one of my famous phrases that I'm sure you're just going to fucking jump all over because mm-hmm. that's what you do. But... 
this movie has really bad tonal problems. Yeah. Tone is all over the place in this movie. I agree with that. They they want it to be funny and like wacky, I guess. I don't like it's almost as you pointed out a couple times, it's almost like a kids movie. Yes. Very much, but it's R rated. But then why? But then they also want Gary Busey or sorry, Jake Busey and his girlfriend to be super scary. Right. And they want to uh, John Aston to have sex with a mummy. That was so stupid. And I don't even necessarily think that made it not a kid's movie because it was so hokey. A kid wouldn't understand. Yeah, but I mean, that's true. But it's it, it's weird because at one point it's like it's trying to be a, a scary. It's trying to be scary. It's not a horror comedy in the traditional like horror comedy sense where they blends those elements, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's trying to be scary here and serious. Talking about serious things, like his wife dying and people getting uh, fucking numbers carved in their foreheads and stuff like right? that. And Jake Busey trying to be the most prolific serial killer in the world because it's like a fucking game to him or whatever. Yeah, he's talking about his score, like it's a video game. Right, exactly. Yeah, I got me a score 12. That's better than Starkweather. Ugh. What a, what a reference. I don't know who Starkweather Nebraska's is. Nebraska's own uh, Charlie Starkweather. He was a serial killer that was like, he like hitchhiked and stuff like that. Spree killer killed a, hmm. 11 people. But anyway, uh, so they want that, all that serious stuff, right? But then it's like, uh, oh, now this ghost is doing a fart, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And then at the end of the movie, this this is where I think it maybe got a little too mature for children. When the serial killer ghost is with his girlfriend who's on a killing rampage, Mm -hmm. it's highly sexualized. Oh, yeah. Like, they're very, very into this. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. That should not have been part of the movie. He's touching all over her and stuff like that. Yeah. And she, I recognize her from the movie Howling, remember? Yes, that's right. Yeah. What the hell is her name? I don't remember. Do you remember? No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, the other, another problem I have with this movie, this is going to be us taking a shit on this movie now. Yeah. Another problem I have with this movie is there's too many villains in this movie. Too many villains. Yeah. I understand they want the ghost villain, Jake Busey. Mm -hmm. They want that spiritual villain. And then I assume Peter Jackson wrote this with somebody else, a woman, uh, Fran something. I saw it in the credits, but I don't remember her name, but so I'm sure they sat down and they were like, okay, we've got this spiritual villain. We should have a, a real-world villain, too, to, to counterpart, uh, like a real live villain, right? So, okay, the the girlfriend character, the, the one that he was dating, the crazy one that was released five years ago into from a life sentence uh, into the custody of her mo- mother. It's ridiculous. Huh. Yeah, it, it is ridiculous. And at one point, the... Not Andy McDowell or discount Andy McDowell is trying to uh, to tell her, you know, oh, you can leave here and have a life of your own. No, that's not how getting released from a life sentence in prison works. Right? She's got to be in that house. But anyway, uh, so yeah, you have those two characters. That's fine. But then they have an FBI character. Oh my god, I almost forgot about him. That's also a villain, and it just mucks everything up. Like at first, I thought he was going to be part of it like 
like he was going to be in cahoots with Jake Busey too, but it doesn't turn out that way. He's just a freak. Yeah, and he reminded me of the villain in Roger Rabbit. He does kind of seem like Judge Doom from Roger Rabbit. What I said was, I think they wanted Jim Carrey to play this role. I think they wrote this role for Jim Carrey. I think they approached Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey read the script and said, no. But, come on now, do you really think Jim Carrey would say no to any script? (laughs) Well, he did say yes to the mask. Exactly. I don't think that he has better taste than Michael J. Fox. Well, anyway... He he played this very Jim Carrey. He did, and like I didn't understand what all was going on with his character because at one point he was wearing this like his character made no sense. Yeah, he he had this big metal vest on to protect him from because the ghost is reaching people's chest and crushing their hearts because he believes in the paranormal stuff. And then later, though, he's not wearing it anymore, and then you just see all his crazy deranged markings. Yeah, he's, it's like he's carved pentagrams into his body and stuff like that, and he believes Ugh. he can move stuff with his mind. Uh, what the fuck is going I want a movie about that character alone. Right? I want to I know more about like, him. Like, <laughs> what is going on with him? It, like, And his his role in the movie is pretty much not like not needed. No. It's, the whole thing is weird. It just dragged the movie out longer and that was not cool because it's not a good movie he seemed really skittish and scared he flew in apparently from the fbi and but the sheriff acts like he knows him yeah which is weird and then like he he doesn't like women yelling at him and stuff like yeah like what the fuck happened to him right and then at one point they're in an interrogation with michael j fox who, who they suspect of murder and he says, I'm taking over this investigation. Get the hell out, Sheriff. Well, guess what? That's not how any law enforcement works. Why? Because murder is a capital crime. Murder is a state crime, not a federal crime. Hmm. So the jurisdiction, the FBI doesn't have any jurisdiction in murder cases. The FBI has jurisdiction in federal crimes, not capital crimes, not state crimes. They don't have any jurisdiction there. When they help out with, like, serial killer investigations, they work in coordination with the local police. They don't, they can't take over a murder investigation. It does not work like that. Interesting. Yeah, they would be in charge of, like, kidnapping, uh, any kind of interstate crimes, you know, they they could... uh, you know, possibly uh, be part of. But these killings are all happening in this town. It's not a state-to-state thing. He doesn't have any jurisdiction here. He can consult. They can ask the FBI to come in and consult. But he can't take over an investigation. Right. And that sheriff should know that. That this dude doesn't have any jurisdiction to just take over his case. And they had 28 bodies. Well, yeah, he claims... I don't know how he fucking identifies... All the all the different people, but he was like, since your wife died, uh, twenty eight people have died in, myster- in five years, in mysterious circumstances in five years in this town, and that's five or six people a year. And why is he just ex- why is he examining this town alone? Like he's an FBI agent, but he's just right. an expert on this town. I think he was supposed to be like a Mulder X Files type thing, but super out there. And I just, I, his character didn't make any sense. I didn't like it. It didn't fit in with the movie. No. It's another thing that totally just doesn't fit in with the movie at all. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. 
when Michael J. Fox gets killed and goes up to heaven. Yes. Okay. And he sees his wife. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh, be happy. It's not your time. It's, Go back. It's not your time yet. And she's like, yeah, live a happy life. Live live your life. Fuck that, Andy McDowell. Yeah. Like, what? What? No. Like, he should have stayed with his wife. That would have made more sense. Yeah, that would have made more sense. And, they like... They had better chemistry, those two actors, even though their one scene is like a fight (laughs) because he built a basketball court because long haired Michael J. Fox, punk rock Michael J. Fox (laughs) built a basketball court instead of the garden she wanted. Why couldn't you build a garden on one side and a basketball court on another side? You're supposed to be this brilliant architect and you can't figure out there are other areas of the house. Right. It's very stupid. But then because, you know, he's sad about it, he, like, grew a garden in the basketball court. Yeah, it was weird. How are you going to grow a garden through cement? You're not. He must have dug up that cement, but he left the basketball hoop. It's weird. He left the basketball hoop so that the camera uh, rolling by would know that that, uh, that's, that, he, that he did that. Right. He needed evidence that <laughs> he changed his <laughs> mind. Poor her. Oh, my God. Ugh. Some of the acting performances in this, too. Oh, yeah. Not good. Not the best. No. Michael J. Fox has been much better. I can't think of a single thing. I know you had lots of compliments. I can't think of a single thing. Well, I, liked I liked a lot movie. of the direction elements of it and everything. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the what the second part of my compliment sandwich was going to be. I like Chai McBride. That's, yeah. That's the black ghost. Uh, I liked a lot of the effect. I like some of the the uh, the not the effects, but the the makeup, the makeup okay. effects, like like John Aston with his like uh, spine, you know, and everything and stuff like that's that. That's not makeup. Yeah, most of that, most of that's Rick Baker. Most of that was costuming. The spine. Yeah, most of that was costuming. Okay. They Whatever. used they used a combination of of computer generated effects with like the light and stuff like that. But then they use, I saw some of the behind the scenes stuff, but then they use like a special like, you know, suit that he wears that they can kind of green screen out and stuff like that. But they, they designed a lot of that stuff so that it oh. looks a little more, pra- that's why it looks a little more real. It's uh, more, more of it's practical than it is CGI. And I liked a lot of, you know, what, what they, what he did, like what Rick Baker did with a lot of the stuff. And like the jaw coming off, was that, would you say that's makeup? Or I think CGI. The, I think it's a combination. I think it was a combination of the two. Mm. I like the way they blended those two things together because some of the CGI alone elements is was not good. The the ghost being in the in the wall and stuff like oh. that. I mean, it's reminiscent of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but Nightmare on Elm Street is so much better. Yeah, and I mean that's basically just you know a thin piece of uh, of latex. And then someone pressing their hands through through it, they, so it looks like a wall because they they paint it that way. And then the person just you know puts their hands through it, but that holds up and looks really good because it's a nice practical effect. This CGI thing is like it, you, it looks fake. It's too smooth, Very fake. you know, and, and everything. And then him flying through the air just did not look good. Uh, I did not like it, not at all. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. But yeah, some of the performances were fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the other compliment <laughs> I wanted to give with my compliment sandwich. 
I did like I did like some of the some of the direction. The the camera has an energy to it and it gives energy to some of these scenes. But it's not well written. Like you said, it's not a very well written movie. I like the idea though. I like the, the plot idea. A dude that can see spirits but he's still a con man. Like he he can see spirits but it's like they don't want to haunt necessarily. He just employs them to haunt so he can bust them or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you did point out about the Ghostbusters thing, which I thought was after we talked a little bit after we saw the movie. And I thought that was a good point that you made that. Uh, and that's part of the tonal problem is that the, the ghost elements are treated really jokey mm-hmm. except for the Jake Busey character. And Ghostbusters is a funnier movie than this. But all the supernatural elements are treated very seriously. They're treated like a serious supernatural threat, you know. And it it that that combination plays really well to, together. This combination doesn't. Yeah, that's it was kind of disorienting. I think. Do you have anything good to say about the movie? I know you really didn't like it. There was popcorn. I'm guessing I'm guessing you don't recommend it. No. I just said that. Don't waste your time or your money. I I also cannot recommend it. I liked it more than Carol. I think some of the technical elements were done really well, but the the bones, the story elements, the the really important stuff didn't work. No. Well, that is our episode for tonight, Carol. Tell the people all the stuff. So go to our website, www.retrolatefee.com. Write us at latefee1994 at aol.com and tell your friends. Yeah, do all that. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.